Welcome to the Dr. April Jasper Show, relevant conversations for business owners of today. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We appreciate being a part of your life and being invited into your day. It is such a joy to be able to help our colleagues to bring value to their patients and to help you strengthen and grow your business. Join us at optometricmanagementeducation.com where you can learn more about all of the other services we provide. We have a subscription service that you can be a part of where you can learn and teach your team from the courses that we've recorded on all of the topics that are relevant to your success. We also have consulting services. And right now, if you give us a call, schedule a call with me, I'll be happy to talk to you about what we can do to help you grow your business one-on-one. Welcome back, everyone. David and I are so thrilled to be here to continue our discussion regarding the 10 ways to recession-proof your practice. Last time we were together, we talked about uh, the fact that you want to create your practice of distinction. Mm-hmm. We, we first, though, defined the practice because we wanted everyone to understand that in our minds, our practices now should be more, uh, more about the doctor and the patient working together as a team to come mm-hmm. up with solutions for problems, but also for coming up with ways to prevent problems down the road. We just happen to be in the business of making people see, but this applies to any business, which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So we talked about the six steps to creating your practice of distinction Mm -hmm. and define those a little bit, and then kind of wanted you to understand that the reason that's important is because that sets the stage for all the other things we want to talk about. Right. All right. So now we're on to number two of the 10 ways to recession-proof your practice, which what is, is what is that? Always put patients first. There you go. All right. So now, go ahead. So how are you going to, how are you going to put them first, first of all? And you know, the way I like to define it, because that sounds ridiculously broad. You're right, right. Dave. Yeah. And you know, sometimes I've heard people say the customer isn't always right. So don't just make a blanket statement about that. So we're not saying that mm-hmm. we're just saying, put your patients first. And uh, the way I think that that is done in practice and the way that it's done best as I've seen it in business is by getting to know them. How can you put them first if you don't know anything about them? And if you look at blogs and if you look at patient reviews of other, of other doctors, yep. you'll see that most of the time their complaint is the doctor never even asked me a question, didn't even listen to me, didn't spend time getting to know what my problems were. Right. So how are you going to get to know them? You know, I had a problem at the beginning of of my career of not really listening either, because somewhere along the way, I thought that if I just let somebody keep talking, they would just talk the whole 15, 20 minutes away that I had as my first time, you know, getting to know them. And what's real and studies have shown is that if you ask somebody a question and the question I love is, what are your goals for today? It typically, the average amount of time that it takes for a patient to get through that answer Mm -hmm. is a minute and a half. I can handle a minute and a half, and I really want to have that time. And, you know, after 28 years of being in this field, I've learned that I love getting to know my patients because it helps me to better be able to solve their problems. I don't know how I did it in the past. I remember you talking, though, at the beginning, it was kind of hard for you to sit there for one minute and 30 seconds and not say a word. Let it, them talk yes. to you. Yes, you're right. You want to butt in. Yeah. And, and by that, I don't mean I was impatient. No. 
what happens is you think that you need to ask a question I did in Mm -hmm. order to better understand the problem. And I might need to, but I need to wait until they finish. Let them finish. Let them have their their moment of time to talk and tell you what's going on. And then, yes, ask questions. Right. But my problem and what data has shown and research yep. has shown every doctor's problem is that we don't let them finish that opening statement. We butt in when we shouldn't because mm-hmm. now we change what they're going to say. We change that whole trajectory. Mm-hmm. And we don't learn what we need to learn, number one, to answer their problems, solve their problems, and number two, to properly get to know them. Right. So we got to go back in time. And remember, this is about recession-proofing your practice. If you can choose, in case somebody doesn't believe that this is a real thing, now you be the patient again, Dave. I always put you on the spot. Yep. You go to see a doctor. Mm Mm-hmm. And you walk in the door and they ask you, maybe they even go so far as to say, hey, what are you here for today? And you start to talk. Yeah. Now they interrupt you before you can say two words. What happens in your mind? I think you just shut down. Yep. And you don't, what happens is you forget what you're talking about almost sometimes. I know I've done it myself. I can remember specifically happening. You forget what you're asking for or you forget certain details about what you want to ask. And then you just kind of gloss it over because they're assuming you're assuming they're they know exactly what they're talking about and that they read your mind, which isn't at all. Right. And they can go complete opposite direction of what you thought they were going to do, which you have no idea. Right. You have no idea where they're going. Now they imagine, don't know what the problem is. Exactly. So now imagine you see a different doctor, and this other doctor that you go in to see asks you that question, and they let you talk. Can you, can you kind of put yourself in that spot? Has, has there been a time when that's happened for you with a doctor? Yeah. I think my most recent one was probably like that. It was really good. He was good. He was a good orthopedic and he let me kind of go through the whole history. I actually had my history written out for him. <laughs> I wanted to. I like, love that when patients I did. I had a couple that. bullet points. It wasn't like a eight page thesis, but it was, I had my six bullet points, kind of the history of what happened and here's what I, where I'm at in my life. Cause it's a 20 year span. It's not, right. it's right. not like it can just, it's not like it was yesterday's injury. It's not like it was a car accident or something that happened yesterday. Right. So it's a long time coming kind of thing. And so, did it make a difference? Meaning... I think it totally made a difference. Okay. And then he obviously had, um, he had things that he wanted me to do so he right. could get immediate response and immediate fixes. Right. So that was great. Yeah. For me, it was really good. We are excited to have Cooper vision as a sponsor of our podcast. CooperVision is one of the world's leading contact lens manufacturers, and they serve eye care professionals and patients in over 130 countries. Their innovative products help millions of patients see every single day. One of the technologies and innovations that we love the most about CooperVision is their groundbreaking technology in soft contact lenses that helps to slow the progression of myopia in children 8 to 12 years old at the initiation of treatment. So how do we do that in our office, really? How do we get to know the patient? Besides asking that one question, which I think is really powerful, Mm -hmm. and I can tell you it's been amazing to see the answers. Sometimes patients, they say the craziest things, which I love. They'll say, well, you know, I really just want to know that my eyes are okay today. I need a new pair of sunglasses. I would love to get contact lenses and I want to make sure that I do what I need to do today to have healthy eyes for the future. I love those answers Mm -hmm. because now I know exactly what I can do to make this patient happy, to solve their problems and to be able to 
make certain that they want to come back to see me next year because that's what this is all about. How do you recession-proof your practice? And what I love about the topic is it's selfish, but it's not. Hmm. It's not selfish. It's care. Because it's the best way to take care of patients. And David just told you, and if you're a patient listening, and if you're listening with the ears of a patient, you know that's what you want as well. So what we've done specifically in our office, though, to help us better, and let me get to a picture of it so I don't forget to tell y'all exactly what it looks like, and and we'll definitely have it available for you to have as well. Mm -hmm. But what we've done to help us better get to know our patients is we've created what we call our visual treatment plan. And so we have questions on that. Lifestyle questions. Yep. And we want to know, yeah, what do you like to do? Yep. And uh, well, we need to know what your occupation is. So I want to know what you do for a living. I want to know what your hobbies are. Yep. I want to know what, uh, how many monitors you use, because that's the other thing. We are creating a way to help patients visually. We want to help them see. But if we don't have any idea what their life of vision is like, then yep. how do we help them? Yeah. Oh, I love this example. So we just got a new car. And this car has a, I don't even, David, you better explain. The rear view mirror can oh, be either a mirror or it can be video, right? Right, right. But and what we all, didn't know. So it's know, always on as a video. So you turned on the video feature. Right. And what happened with your glasses? So I'm looking at the, the, the rear view mirror and my multifocals, it's a monitor, obviously. So you're not looking distance. So you're actually looking at the monitor. So I'm having to move my head so I can see I have to find the sweet spot in my glasses in order to see the the actual monitor clearly right. which is uh, it's, it's either different. yeah so if it's a mirror it's perfect it's all distance because you're looking way down the road behind you basically right so but that is a monitor so everything's right on the screen and that's that's different about, yeah completely different had but, no idea but I need to know that because mm-hmm. I didn't I had no clue we didn't have a vehicle that had that feature before and right. I would have never known to tell patients no it's kind of like also the headsets <laughs> the oculus headsets or all the VR, the VR headsets. headsets yeah those are the same idea they are meant for patients to focus at actually those are the opposite those are meant for them to focus at distance so they need their distance correction for those not mm-hmm. near right so another reason I would have never thought about the fact that you're oh, actually wow, yeah. looking at a head, you're looking at not a headset, you're looking at a monitor a when monitor. you look at the rear view mirror. Correct. But those are just more examples on how you need to get to know your patient because right. you don't know what their visual needs are. If you yep. have someone that's driving all day long and that's all they're doing, how are you going to design eyewear to help them? Right. Honestly, contact lenses would be a better option for a patient in that situation, but that's something I need to know. Right. So occupation, hobbies, uh, you want to know uh, recreational, sporting things they like to do. Yep. How many hours are you on the computer a day? Mm-hmm. How many uh, monitors do you use? What other kinds of devices do you look at? And then we have on there, do you suffer from glare at night? We mm-hmm. need to know that. We want to know about migraines and headaches, Yep. Uh, other types of headaches, neck strain, because we want to know how we need to step in and be able to help them. And then I love this question. If they're, uh, let me see how I'll read it perfectly. If you could change one thing about your glasses and or contacts, what would it be? That's a pretty big statement, especially when they came to you last. Yes. And we want to know that (laughs) because we want to get to know them. Yeah. And that takes us back to David loves this piece. I put it on this slide to help us remember. And you just asked me about it earlier. What's, what's the next one on there? Yeah. Find out what they love and don't love about the past. 
And so that, so, that yeah. last question kind of says that mm -hmm. when I ask them, what do you it. love or not love about your current eyewear, including your contacts? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to get at is right. how has it not been done right for you in the past? And I'm asking for myself, meaning this could be a patient that saw me last time they came in. So I'm not a, a beyond making a mistake. We get that. And I want to know what they loved or didn't love about what we did for them last year. Well, it's not to say they haven't changed either. Right. People can change in exactly. six months. So I mean, their needs can change. Whether their jobs changed or anything. Yep. Somebody could go from sitting in an office on a computer eight hours a day to doing something else, whether it's it's some kind of a field Hunting. work position. Yeah. I mean, it, you could have an engineer that goes from sitting in the office to all of a sudden they're doing right. site investigations. So, I mean, you it's just that's just the way life is. If you suffer from dry, scratchy, irritated eyes, the problem may actually stem from your eyelids. Cleansing eyelids daily is essential for maintaining healthy eyes, which is why doctors recommend OcuSoft Lid Scrub Allergy Eyelid Cleanser. New OcuSoft Lid Scrub Allergy removes oil, pollen, and other contaminants from your eyelids to effectively reduce redness, irritation, and itching caused by seasonal allergies. These pre-moistened wipes are easy to use, on the go, or at home. Simply wipe and leave on. As the industry standard of care, OcuSoft has a full line of eyelid cleansers for various conditions. Available through eye care professionals, most retail outlets, and Amazon.com. Visit OcuSoft.com for more details. And we also know after 2020, so many people went to working at home. Mm -hmm. So now their needs have changed. We had a lot of patients that wanted contact lenses that never thought they would before. And we had just as many probably that wore contacts every single day, but now their vision is perfect at the monitor if they don't have their contacts in. And so they chose to not wear their contacts as often, which meant they really did want to move to single use lenses. So they mm. didn't have to have lenses that they used over and over, which we recommend anyway, single use lenses, if at all possible. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to know what do you love and don't love about the past? Because we want to make sure that we know exactly what our patients need, what they love about what we've done in the past. And we feel like getting to know them builds that bond mm -hmm. and nobody else is doing it. No other doctors care that much. I mean, David's met one of all the doctors we've been to and you know, we're, we're not difficult. I, I don't feel like we're difficult patients. We just no. You we want just things want fixed, though. people to care about us the yeah. way we care about our patients as well. Yep. So that's one of them. That's number two. Now let's just kind of work through that a little bit more and then we'll jump into the third one. So when you get to know patients, what you want to make sure that you do is you want them to know that's what you're doing. So sometimes I'll ask that first question, which is what are your goals for today? Mm -hmm. Some people are so thrown off by that. They look at me and go, what do you mean? And that doesn't happen often. But it happens. But it happens. Yeah. And I just sit back. I can't do it here because then I'll be out of the mic. But I sit back and I smile and I say, well, I just want to know at the end of the day, at the end of our time together, what do you want to make sure that we have done in order for this to be a great experience for you? Mm -hmm. And that's the way I explain it to them if they're not used to me and my style. And then they just look at me. Their eyes get big. And they're blown away by the fact that someone actually cares. And then they will just tell you whatever it is that they have as what their goal is. And they have a goal. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Everybody comes in with a goal in mind. 
But oftentimes they leave other practices, they leave other offices, not having accomplished that at all. And I, I truly believe, and we're going to talk about this in the next segment, everybody comes in with the intent to buy, but they don't all buy because they haven't felt like they can trust the people they're with. They don't feel like you've understood their concerns. And I'm not above anyone else in having done it wrong in the past. What I can tell you now, though, is that we understand that getting to know our patients is one of the most important things we can do. And I want to treat them the way I want to be treated. And so we make that a focus in our practice. So I guess let's close this one out, Dave. I think that we've gotten to number two. Uh, I thought maybe we'd get to more today, but that's okay. Yeah. It's, it's really important, I think, that we talk through what we do in the practice so we can help other people to kind of have a path forward so that they can recession-proof their practice as well. 